make a sinister sound which grew in volume until the big end failed. I am just a mechanic, Marramotswe, he had said to his wife. A mechanic is a man who fixes cars and other vehicles. That is what a mechanic does. Marramotswe had listened politely, but her heart within her was a stone of fear. I think I understand what a mechanic does, Ra she said, and you are a very good mechanic, quite capable of fixing a... She did not finish. Mild Mr. Jelby Matakone had raised a finger. A mechanic, ma, he pronounced, is different from a miracle worker. A miracle worker is a person who uh, works miracles. A mechanic cannot do that. And so, when the time comes for a vehicle to die... And they are mortal, ma, I can assure you. Then he cannot wave a wand and make the car new again. And so? He had bought her a spanking new van, blue this time, with an engine so quiet that it was sometimes possible to believe that it was not switched on at all, and that it was some mysterious force that was propelling the van down the road. She tried to appear grateful, but it was hard. It was true that the point of a vehicle was to get you from one place to another without incident, but if efficiency were the only value in this life, then we would be content to eat bland but nutritious food every day, and the same food at that. That would keep us alive, but it would make for very dull mealtimes. And the same was true of transport. There was all the world of difference between travelling along a highway in an air-conditioned bus behind tinted glass and making the same journey by a side road on a cart pulled by a team of mules with the morning air fresh against your face and the branches of the acacia trees brushing past so close that you could reach out to touch the delicate green leaves. The tiny white van had gone to a scrap dealer and that, she thought, was the end. But then she encountered a woman who told her that a nephew of hers had acquired the van and towed it up to his place near the Tully block. He loved tinkering, and he might be able to do something with the parts that he could strip from the van. It was a better fate than that of total destruction in the jaws of some metal-crushing predator, but Marramotswe hoped that the young man might exercise his mechanical skills and restore the van, and that possibility she kept in her mind, tucked away among the other scraps of hope of the sort that we go through life with, not thinking about them very much, but unwilling to let them fade away altogether. Now, on this crisp Botswana day, at the tail end of a winter that for all its cold mornings was still drenched in clear and constant sun, Mara Motswe was driving past the Ministry of Water Affairs, her mind on a case that she had been working on for some time. She wondered whether she should not begin afresh, abandoning all the information she had obtained and speaking to everybody again from scratch. Possibly, she thought, it might be easier if... And then, out of the corner of her eye, she saw what seemed to be her tiny white van. It was not just that she saw a white van, it was the fact that the white vehicle she saw had the air of her van, a characteristic gait, so to speak, a way of moving. 
Her first instinct was to stop, and this she did, pulling into the side of the road, causing the vehicle behind her to swerve angrily. She waved an apology. That was not the sort of driving she condoned in others. Before twisting round, to look at the turning down which she had glimpsed the van making its way. She saw nothing, so decided to reverse a few yards to get a better view. But no, the side road was empty. She frowned. Had she imagined it? Then, on impulse, she made a sweeping U-turn, heading off onto the side road. A woman was sitting on a stone on the edge of the road, a small bundle of possessions on the ground beside her. Maramotswe slowed down, and the woman looked at her inquiringly. I'm sorry, Ma, said Maramotswe through her open window. I haven't stopped to give you a ride to wherever it is you want.